Shaboy! Shaboy! <laughs> If no one's jumping in. (laughs) Before we started recording, Mark and I said it at the same time. This time we were not trying to say it at the same time. And you heard a voice that you're probably not familiar with. Our friend Joshua is joining us for this particular mini episode of Midsummer Maniacs. A spoiler-free view of Happy Families. Season 22, episode 3. Again, spoiler-free. You can listen to this before you watch it. And then you can watch the new episode like a maniac. Yep, yeah, which is available on Acorn now and has been broadcast on ITV also. But it was in Australia first? Yeah. They got it first? I don't understand uh, that. I don't know. Uh, and who's crazy? Do you know who's crazy? We're crazy. Because we're going to do eight episodes this month alone. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired thinking about it. We're going to do mini episode 14, 15, 16, and 17, which covers season 22 as they're released on Acorn. Mm-hmm. Those will come out on Fridays mm-hmm. in October. And then our regular episodes, which is season 17, episode 1, 2, 3, and 4, will come out regularly on Monday. So you'll get eight Juicy episodes of Midsummer Maniacs this month. Our break is over. That's what you're saying. Yeah, our okay. break is definitely <laughs> two over. weeks off, and I, it's over. I went to Canada. It was fun. So this is coming out on Friday, and just a couple of days ago, Newsletter Two was released with something special in it. Yes, it had Midsummer Maniacs bingo, so that you could play it while listening to our episodes. And it was created by a listener. Her name's Beatrice, a and listener. she's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Beatrice, for making those bingo cards. They're yes. they're so fun. They're fantastic. And if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, well, why don't you? But if you don't, Mark, when when can they get them? When can they find them? They will get a link dropped to them next week. Okay. So we're letting the newsletter folks get it a week early. Okay. So thanks again, so Beatrice. Those are really cool. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those things that we do. But today we are here to talk about happy families, but not spoil it, we promise. And why do we have Joshua with us? We have Joshua with us for two reasons. Two. Well, three. One, he's awesome. Yes. And he's our friend. Two, he's a noob to Midsummer. A a total noob. He's watched watched Badger's Drift and this episode. (laughs) Like... I don't think so. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They're not representative of Midsummer. But three, he um, owns more board games than anybody else I know. Yes. Absolutely. How how many do you think you have? Ooh, it's good 300 at this point. Yeah. So there's people with more. Dedicated, right? Oh, yeah. 300 that you admit. Well, that doesn't count expansions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 300 experiences in a box. That's how much of a board game geek he is. And since this episode is centered around a family who own a board game company, we thought what better episode to bring Joshua on. Agreed. Absolutely. Right off the top, we need to ask you, do you have any burning questions about Midsummer after watching this episode? Do the characters get more likable? 
Oh! I'll, I'll jump wow. right in. That's a shot across the bow right there. Let's mix it up. Sure. Now, do you mean the main characters or the people there? Like the sure. people, the people like, there, like Barnaby and Winter, the the, the policemen, yeah, or everybody else. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Barnaby's wife seemed nice and and patient to put up with him. Yeah, Winter seemed like he had a, something going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Fleur? What did you think of Fleur? Her the, I liked. Her I liked. And, and I've been watching Ted Lasso, so uh, she's in there. It's as well. funny. Our last episode, our last mini episode from this episode before this one the blonde lady from Ted Lasso's in it. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking like Ted Lasso, like we, ne- and we'd never seen it at that mm-hmm. point. And now it's become our, one of our favorite television yeah. shows yeah. of all time. So, yeah. so she, Annette Badlands is fantastic. Fleur on the, on the, the ferry you'll see. Yeah. In her red rain gear. It's pretty, she's like a Valkyrie coming yeah, across she, the lake. She was pretty hard to miss. At that yeah. Point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this, Episodes directed by Audrey Cook, which she's directed a bunch of stuff, but I thought it was interesting. She also directed at least one Mrs. Bradley mysteries. Now, oh. why that? Why that's interesting is Neil Dungeon, who plays the Barnaby, Barnaby, mm-hmm. is it is a chauffeur chauffeur in Mrs. Bradley's mysteries, but so also kind of her sidekick in solving mysteries. Yeah, she's she's really been working role. with him for. For a long time. So this is Happy Families, which is a game, which is like a card game that's like Go Fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you collect card sets based on occupations, and the occupations are related to the people's names. It's like a nominal determinism Go Fish. So there's like a baker, um That's butcher. why he says Bun the Baker at the end. Okay. That's not a spoiler. Okay. And, and you have to collect... <laughs> Like one of each or four of the same or something like that? Yes. Okay. So it's it's like Old Mate. So Mark, you've played a game that doesn't have fireballs in it? Yes. (laughs) I've never actually played this game, but I did do some research on it. But this is not the first thing named Happy Families. Okay. There was a 1985 Happy Families television series, which this has the weirdest plot synopsis in it. And you think that's before the card game? No. I think the card game's older think, than that. I think the card game's older okay, than that. Okay, okay. But, but this show is obviously related to... A reference to, to it. To the card game, too. And has a crossover with this episode. Is this a U.S. TV show? A no, UK TV UK show? UK show. Okay. The, the synopsis goes, Guy Fuddle, that's the main character's name, mm-hmm. lives with his grandmother, who's played by Jennifer Saunders. Okay, from Ab Fab. Yep. And her four sisters, who are all also played by Saunders. So she plays five characters. Yes, who are sent away from home as small children. Grandmother is now ill, and she wants to see her granddaughters before she dies. She sends Guy into the world to find them. Grandmother's real motives are revealed when the family reunites. Bum, bum, bum. So it's set collection of grandmothers. (laughs) <laughs> now I want to go watch that. So Guy, Guy has to go collect granddaughters. Guy Fuddle. Okay, it's creepy when you say it that. Yeah. <laughs> Guy Fuddle is played by Adrian Edmondson. That went over my head. Yeah. Who is Vivian, who is oh! the detective, sort of, in this episode. He's one of the characters in this episode. Yeah, yeah. but he played Vivian in the, in the um, Young Ones. Yes. And he was in Jonathan Creek. Yes. Well, this is really a Jonathan Creek 
reunion show. Which Joshua has no Joshua idea. Joshua has no idea. About. It was funny. Joshua mentioned uh, Adrian's character when we were texting back and forth. And I sent him a picture of Vivian from mm-hmm. Young Ones, to which he said, what is this? <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> He's changed. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I could see that in his youth, though. Yeah. That that would explain some things. He runs into a lot of things in that show with his head. Yeah. And has, uh, what, stars Stars in his forehead? Stars in his forehead. Like implants or whatever? Yeah, stars. Forehead piercings? (laughs) So this is a Jonathan Creek kind of reunion because Stuart Milligan, who plays the the game board game magnate yeah is there the, such a thing as a board game uh, magnate not, not that i've ever heard of and <laughs> and everything i see on twitter says that board game designers and owners are not making a lot of money so i want to know like the he's guy, doing something where, right where then, this huh? this rich guy came from yeah like i remember we we saw a documentary on the guy who created um, Settlers of Catan probably mm-hmm. the best selling <clears throat> board game worldwide the right most then. successful Hobby board game, game yeah. yeah, created by a person, a person, and not a big company, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's a family business now. His it's sons, a family business, but he doesn't live on an island with weird things in his house. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, he's German, isn't he? Yes. Or Swiss or something. He so. is. So you, you'd expect a mountaintop with yeah, weird or, things I in his house. I just expect Germans to be more like modest and streamlined in there. So we have Stuart Milligan, <laughs> and we have Catherine Quinlan. Who looks amazing in this episode. Of course, yeah. Uh, of course. And then Adrian Edmondson. But so that's three characters from Jonathan Creek. Mm-hmm. Now I have a challenge for Sarah. This is challenge time for Sarah. How many actors in common do you think Midsummer has with Jonathan Creek? So all of Midsummer and all of Jonathan Creek, how many overlaps? Yes. Now Jonathan Creek, to tell you, Joshua, is a very good mystery show with Alan Davies in it. You wouldn't probably recognize him, but he's a famous British actor where it's all magic and illusion and whodunits. He, cool. he designs magic tricks yeah. for like a stage magician. And lives in a windmill. And so it's all cool of the guy. cases are impossible, <laughs> like locked room. And he is able to deconstruct what somebody did. How many? I would say 15. There are 85 actors in common. Between, <laughs> actors? Between Midsummer. And Jonathan Creek. I wouldn't have guessed there were 85 actors in Jonathan Creek. 80. There's not that many episodes. Actors. Wow. There's a lot of people in the background. There are 200 cast and crew overlapping those wow. two shows. Yeah. Stunning. That's a lot. I wanted to make sure that Rachel Sterling wasn't in it. That's why I looked. Mm. So Rachel Sterling plays the pregnant wife. In Happy Family. And she's mm-hmm. kind of a... She's a leading lady in Britain right now. Yeah, she's Both been in a Doctor Who, Park, Do- Park, yeah, Doctor Who things like that. So, so let's talk about this island. Yes. Okay. Again, no spoilers here. Straight up, the island is owned by Victor Karras, who yep. owns Karras Games. Yeah. It's a big house. It's a really big house. <laughs> it's an insanely big house, and I have in my notes Chekhov's Island because you know they're going to an <laughs> island. You know it's going to get like. Oh, the ferry's out. You can't go someplace like this and not get stuck there. Oh, and they really push the dark and stormy night hard, too. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like mysteries of any kind, you know, as soon as somebody goes someplace that's difficult to get to and from, that they're not Mm going to be able to leave, right? 
So Agatha Christie did it in Ordeal by Innocence. That was another house on an island that befuddled Jacko, me. Jacko, how could you kill me? Well, and Julian Ryan Tut played that guy who yep. studied what? Eels lim- and Limpets or eels. <laughs> Labor of Hercules, where Poirot gets stuck at the ski resort. Which is one of the last season of of, her, of Poirot. It's one of the last seasons. It has the heartbreaking yeah. cold opening to yep. it. And then, uh, of course, and then there were none. Yes. Is another island. Did book. you read that book in high school? More people die there. Everybody yep. reads that book in high school. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So the house is decorated with things that are related to the games that Karis Games develops. I guess. That stairway makes me crazy. There is too much crap on that stairway. Yeah, there's way too much crap on that stairway, especially onks. And I would not walk up that stairway. No. I don't want to be near all that stuff. No. All that teetery, pointy. Oh, yeah. Stabby spear stuff everywhere. Yeah. And the. It's certainly not a house for a baby. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no, you, you childproof that by burning it down. Yeah. Can you imagine a toddler on that stairway? I don't think I'd want to imagine my wife on that stairway. That's, that's not looking good. So we've got a couple of themes in these big decorations. And again, we're not giving anything away here. No. But there's definitely a bunch of Egyptian ones. Mm-hmm. And we learn that that's a reference to a game called Hounds and Jackals, which... It- I've seen and played before. It's kind of like Chinese checkers sort of with pegs. But then there are other things I couldn't figure out what they would be referenced to. Yeah, and I think there's a reference later in the episode that says that some of the, like, the things in the house are big representations of games he's made. Right. And I think the link is that it's supposed to be the game that makes Barnaby so angry. (laughs) (laughs) My God, he totally hulks out at the beginning of this episode. And because that game, I stopped and looked at it, has little silver animals on a board that looks like snakes and ladders with, like, barrels. Which is chutes and ladders. Yeah. Barrels? That means, like, it's Donkey Kong? I don't I don't know. Joshua, do you get that angry if you lose a piece of a game? At myself, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't let my son touch a game that I would be that angry about. And, and that's his mistake right there. He, well, and then he clear, like he just <clears throat> empties out the game pieces. Like he gets frustrated. And I'm like, is that not what you're accusing her of doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you never do that. Yeah. That, that's not a real game owner. No. I'm, you know, I'm just thinking pokey metal animals on the floor now I'm going to step on. That's mm-hmm. all I'm thinking of. Well, Betty would be seven at this time, almost eight. She's in the house. Well, she's not in the house because... Where is she? She's upstairs mysteriously in the bath for the whole episode. Yeah, as we talked about in the last mini episode, obviously they don't have a child on the set because it's a quarantine set and child can't be vaccinated. So they have no children on the set. So we've got Egyptian stuff. Then there are stuffed, stuffed meaning taxidermied, animals with musical instruments. Yes. And an unrelated but scary monkey. Mm. Yeah. There's a baby zebra. It's not a big zebra. No. Playing some kind of French horn tuba thing. Thing? Maybe you need to look for that. And there's, then we thought it was Dobby playing a, a cello. playing a cello but, that I thought looked like Dobby until we noticed it but had a head. But we mistook a giraffe for Dobby. I was wondering why you said, look for Dobby. I was like, there's weird creatures in here. <laughs> I don't see Dobby. Well, you just see these like spindly <clears throat> limbs. And its head is sort of in the shadow. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, like, 
Is that Dobby playing the cello? It's very weird. So we have a question for you, Joshua, which is, (laughs) if you were to have giant pieces from a board game, you don't have to own this board game, even though you do own most of them. Uh, What game pieces would you like in your house? Now they have to be at least five feet tall. Yeah. And you have to have all of them, not just one. Sure. From a game. Well, what I wouldn't do is go through all my games and pick the weirdest, creepiest pieces. Like, I, I want pieces wa- I don't mind seeing in the dark. <laughs> yeah, like, like, imagine walking around that living area at night when it's like, oh, creepy. No, that's what kept me up last night. Wow, <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. Uh, I, that's a good question. My first thought was uh, Star Wars. Uh, you know, Star oh, Wars ships flying all around would be really that would fun. Be very that would be cool. pretty cool. Cross some nerd boundaries there. Yeah. Hungry, hungry hippos. Would be terrifying. Uh, it would be terrifying. You imagine how loud those things would be if they were life size. Yeah, but now I'm picturing playing that with my son with a soccer ball, and that sounds pretty dumb. Yeah, fun. that sounds. <laughs> but those mouths come slamming down. Yeah, we'd probably end up with a cat in one of them, and that would not be good. Yeah, don't get your foot in there. No. It would be fun to do Mousetrap the game. You know, that kind of huge Rube Goldberg thing mm-hmm. as an actual thing. Probably somebody's done that. I would think that. Yeah, some... isn't that what they do at like Chuck E. Cheese, and then they let kids play in it? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is a long time ago. But you know I'm what glad. I mean, like those indoor play <laughs> yeah. areas—they're kind of like mousetrap. Yeah, they've cleaned them out though. It's all super expensive video games now. Of course. Because last time we took our our son, he was like, "Okay, give me five dollars." I did. Like, wait, did you even start it? Yeah, I'm dead already. Yeah. Because they're designed for like 15-year-old mega players and all all these nine-year-olds running around, hopped up on pizza and and Coke. Just gambling their money away. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is Vegas for kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what other board games would we have big figures from? Sorry. And you'd have to move the pieces all the time? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So well, that hard. makes me think of the, the game of life. I'd want a little car with those big pegs for, for my family. <laughs> that would be cool. The, the blue and pink pegs. Especially if you could drive it around the house. Well, yeah, if it drives, You sure. know, it has a little mountain in the living room. And, uh... so now we're or thinking, that big like, spinny thing from game of life. Like, that would be ooh, fun to have. In what the are living. we having for dinner? Yeah, it'd be like Perfect. Wheel of Fortune at that point. This Okay, so we need an island yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a big old mansion. So what I thought of is um, Perfection. Mm. You guys remember Perfection? Isn't that the shapes game? Yeah. So it's like a grid, and in each square of the grid, you can put a, a shape, a plastic shape in, and the, the idea is you have to balance it. And if you don't, if you lose... They all come shooting out everywhere. Yes. It's right? timed, right? It's timed. Yeah. I That's remember, right. I remember that. I, this is the kind of kid I was. My, my brother got that game, and I was like, okay, I'll play that game. And he was like, okay, he dumped the pieces out. And then he, he was doing something. And I, of course, set up all the pieces like they were on the board. <laughs> He's like, you're cheating. I'm like, I'm not cheating. I'm just preparing. I'm preparing. <laughs> and I turned on the dial and I'm like, I was done way early. I'm like, this is easy. So you're saying Sarah would come out every morning and find him arranged on the kitchen floor? Yep, this, already. Yep. I'm just thinking They're like. They're all nulled up. <laughs> if you've got like a big ballroom and you've got a checkered floor. Yeah. Uh, to get from one side to the other, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it. Just if you do it wrong, it's your boy. It's your boy. 
So, I, yeah. so keep an eye out for those. Um, yeah, there are other animals that we didn't mention. So with musical instruments, <laughs> see how many you the, can find. At least there is at least one die in the episode. I was at the point where I was like, I don't know who's out Joshua on because it's not really. They they mix up board games, puzzles, and toys. Get, toys together, mm-hmm. and those are very like the simple. smoking monkey is a automaton. Yeah, it's kind a, of a toy. Yeah. But but she has a, a nice gold six D six necklace. The wife does, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And it does have dots on it. I double checked today. They're dots. Now I don't know if the dots are in the right order. I would hope so, but Yeah, but there was nothing else in that house I think you'd see in a modern board game store. No. That's no. for sure. No. I guess the idea is that he makes kind of like classic vintage he and he's selling them for eight million dollars a piece I, for that I house. Guess. I guess like hand carved chess sets they, or something. They keep picking up those pieces of chess pieces like crazy. I have one main question about this episode. Mm-hmm. The thing that is the biggest mystery for me, and this is not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And this is: Does Winters have any underwear on under those pajamas? Well, first of all, it's winter. Yes. You always put oh an S my on gosh. It. Yes. Even he has corrected he you. He has corrected on me on Twitter. That it's <laughs> winter it? and not winters. Excellent. Let me just check something off on my bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua, what do you think? Does he have underwear on him under those pajama uh, pants? If he does, they're bikini bottoms. There's there was more of winter than I wanted to see. <laughs> Mark, what are you saying? Yes I, or no? I'm saying no. But but I'm gonna cry. I guess, uh, mysterious, stormy, dyke, stormy, night, island, murder, mystery, dirty underwear, foul here. (laughs) Like, you don't do that. They're they're supposedly the old man's pajamas, and you're in there freebirding it. So you're saying he's not wearing underwear, Yeah, and that's a party foul because he's borrowing pajamas. Yeah. Although the dead guy doesn't need him back. That's true. No, but but he did make a big deal about how he didn't want to wear the socks two days in a row. So although yeah. his plan there was to flip them inside, inside out, out, so does that not work for for? Well, briefs? they have a lot, but in this <laughs> giant house, they must have a laundromat. Like, and they have electricity, no cell phone signal, no phone signal either. She's <laughs> but ninety six rooms. There should be at least one laundry. The daughter, yeah. the daughter was like, "I'm going to go work." And I'm like, "No, how? you're not." <laughs> not unless you're like writing a novel pen and paper or something one would hope that they had put some ethernet in that house by now i'm gonna say that winter does have underwear on because i think he's a respectful person and he wouldn't wear a dead man's pajamas without underwear okay if but that they must be teeny tiny underwear (laughs) there's some banana hammock going on like banana hammock thong underwear yes which Uh, this isn't making it any better in my mind a new view of winter (laughs) Well, we do learn in this episode he's rather flexible. That's true. That's true. So that kind of fits in yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're saying that people who are bendy are more likely to wear a banana hammock thong underwear? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you're like, maybe, maybe not. I plead maybe, the fifth. Edit yep. me out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going there. Let, let's talk about the creepy uh, puzzle pieces yeah. again. <laughs> so the last thing I want to talk about is the chain fairies, which is the most, like inefficient way to get anywhere okay so the chain fairy 
We're not talking about things with little wings that fly around. Yes. We're talking about a boat that goes from the mainland to the island. And instead of having to row it, there is a chain and a winch. Yeah. Not a winch, but a winch that pulls it from one side to the and other. And this is powered by a motor. Yes. Which, of course, is done in by plot. Of course. <laughs> as soon as you mm-hmm. see that that's how you have to get to the island. Well, my first thought was, how do you move into that house? Yeah. Like, you put all that big furniture? I, you put I think all the that... servants move you into yeah, the house. Yeah, those giant Egyptian tchotchkes went on that little boat? I don't think so. Well, and these are usually over tiny areas of water. And so I was like, you couldn't swim across that thing? Like, Winters, put on some underwear. Winter. And <laughs> He's just one. Winter, Both put of on them some underwear. Add that to your bingo card. <laughs> Go across the water. <laughs> Plus, it's England. They call a stream a river. They certainly... It, there was no impression when Fleur was going across the river sticks that it was wide by any stretch of the imagination. It's as wide as the plot needs it to be, Mark. That's true. <laughs> and it has an undertow, I'm sure. It'll just sweep you right away to yes. your death. So they're called chain fairies, swing fairies. Floating bridge, which I like. Mm. I like that. Or punt. That's what a punt is. A punt can refer to other things, too. Wait a minute. They can be like big flat boats that you can drive a car onto. Yes. And it takes you across. Then I think maybe you call it a floating bridge. So supposedly there's only one chain one left in America. There's lots in Britain. But in America, it's in Sagatok, Michigan. And it goes across the Kalamazoo River. Like that sort of western part of Michigan near Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids, that sort of area. Yeah. That cottage country there. Is it a big one? No. I had to zoom in really far on Google Maps to see. Like, it maybe goes 200 feet. Maybe. No, I meant, is the boat bigger? No. No? No, no. It's it's about the same size, I would think. think Could you have swum that 200 feet in pajama bottoms with no underwear? I think you could have probably fallen and gotten halfway across this river. (laughs) (laughs) I think they do it on a smaller scale with ropes. Like if you have a... Yeah. If you have like a cabin that's easier to get to over water and you can tie a rope. It just means you don't have to take the boat back and forth. You don't always have to return it for somebody else to be able to come over. Because they can pull it back if they need to. Right? that, That makes sense. Why you would have one as the only way to get to your house, I don't understand. It's a British murder mystery thing to get create difficult ways to get to your house. If you're super rich, you do what you want. I guess. Though it would be cool to have a funicular to the house. Joshua, you know what a funicular is? It's like a... It climbs mountains. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, I've seen It's like a train that climbs mountains. Yeah. That would be fun. There's one in the Trials of Hercules. Yes. Poirot episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to live somewhere I need to take a funicular to my house. And there's a funicular in the that uh, movie by that guy. <laughs> the Wes Anderson movie, the Hotel Budapest. Yeah. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. That's it. That I love funicular. that movie so much. That's such a good movie. And then there's the song. Funiculi, funicula, funiculi, funicula. Which, Sarah sings. Yep. Oh, nope. there's check, check, check. Damn it. When I saw that on the square, I was like, I never sing. I don't sing on the podcast. Beatrice, you tricked me. <laughs> she got me to sing. What do we want Maniacs to watch for? All right. If you want to watch season 22, episode three, Happy Families Like a Maniac, look for the following. See how many animals playing instruments you can find. We've listed two, but there are more. Yep. We'll see what you can find. Let us know whether you think winter... 
sleeps commando or not. Yes. And do you know of any other Jonathan Creek overlapping characters? Yes. All good stuff to watch about. Those will keep you busy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what giant playing pieces would you have in your house? Yeah. I still think Hungry Hungry Hippo may be the best. That, yeah. That's the one I'm going for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would be useful against your enemies, too. Yep. Somebody comes to your house and you want to get rid of them. Sure. <laughs> Because we have the enemies over to the house. All sure, the time. you know people are at parties and they just won't leave. You just you're ready to go to bed and they won't go. Of Pink course, if, if you put a nice big moat and a chain ferry, then you don't need a hippo. That's, That's true. What what would those what would sound like? What would the sound of those hungry hungry hippos be like? I don't know. A big loud slam. What? <laughs> Were you setting me up for something that I missed? Yes, there's a bingo square that Sarah makes a strange noise. Oh! (laughs) Oh, she already gave us the noise. I I checked that off a minute ago. Are you trying to win the game or what? Of course I'm trying to win bingo. I see how it is. Well, I don't have a bad movie this time, so don't worry about that. Uh, Midsummer episode 14. This this one, this mini episode gets released on October 8th. The Dagger Club, episode 101 of the regular... Uh, episodes gets released the 11th and we'll be back the next Friday with the Scarecrow Murders mini episode on the 15th of October. Perfect for October. Yes. Scarecrow, it's gotta be fall, I hope. Yeah. Oh, it's there's Scarecrow. A, it's and probably a summer fate episode. They're like bowling uh, on the green. <laughs> October 29th, mini episode 17, The Witches of Angels Rise. Hell yeah. Halloween, baby. Baby. All right. Until then, bye, Maniacs. Bye, Maniacs. Bye. Nice meeting you. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Give us a bye, Maniacs. Bye, Maniacs. Five, four. Three, two, one. Hey, hey maniacs. maniacs. Oh, you did that right over top yes, of me. Yes, I did. I went right over top of you. Want to try it again? Or do you want yeah. to? Yeah. Okay.